Welcome to Season 5, Episode 1 of the On Track Podcast here in the spacious Flywheel Studio. I have a good cast of uh, crew members in here. Uh, we're unsupervised this week. No Herb. Big trouble. So I, we just heard the, uh, the voice of the person who's going to be leading us through this episode, Pete Perzo. That's some foreshadowing right there, isn't it? How are you doing today, Pete? I'm excellent, Sebastian. Thank you. Good. Thank you for being here. I, I appreciate the opportunity. What do you got for us today, Pete? So uh, in the studio with us today, we have uh, a couple first-year laborers. We've got uh, Mr. Dustin Davis. Hey, guys. <laughs> good job. Thank you. I'll edit out that uh, little pause. <laughs> no, no, the pause is good. It's all good. And uh, we've got Mr. Aiden Lane out joining us as well today. Aiden, uh, tell us a little bit about your history with the company. How long you been here? How'd you get here? Uh, I've been here for about six months, and it all really started when uh, some... Sergeant guys stayed at my family's camps in Rockwood, Maine. Ah, yeah. And uh, my mom heard about that and she's like, wow, that sounds like a real good idea. We can finally get him out of the house for a little while. So uh, <laughs> I signed right up and it was, it was really fun. I got to start working at Beck of West originally doing that paving work there and uh, cleaned out some structures with uh, Kevin. And uh, from there, I went to do some jobs up north, like Northeast Callis. And uh, a bulk of my time was spent at the Sappy Paper Mill where I think um, a lot of that leader experience we're going to be talking about today is going to be coming from. But excellent. A lot of that time was spent doing some uh, some messy work, but uh, ultimately it was pretty fun in my opinion. Good. Kudos to the crew uh, that rented your family camps up there in Rockwood. I assume they made a decent impression. Yeah. If, uh, if your parents were willing to entertain uh, sending, their, sending their son to the company. So kudos mm-hmm. to them. Uh, and then Dustin, tell us a little bit about your, your history with the company, how you got here. Beginning of my uh, career started when I was still in high school. My my best buddy, Aiden Brown, he came up to me when we were in the locker room and when I was playing baseball, he goes, here, call this number. We're going to go work here. It was Pete's number. <laughs> First thing I did, message Pete and we set up an, an interview yep. and yep. I thought it was a good idea. Happy to have you. So, uh, so you know, Caden through Tri-County in Dexter. Yes. Yeah, excellent. Uh, and, and both of you attended our June Sergeant Construction Academy. Mm-hmm. Dustin, what did you what did you think of the academy process? It gave me a lot of uh, foresight of what everything was going to be like. Good onboarding process? Yeah. I will say uh, Dustin and Caden teamed up. We went to the Hannaford over here in Old Town and uh, did some grocery shopping. And Dustin and Caden teamed up and, and crushed that activity. There wasn't a winner. It wasn't a competition. But uh, if it was a competition, they would have they won for sure. So... Uh, and Aiden, how about you? What did you think of the the academy process and how did it prepare you to to enter the field? I mean, I enjoyed a lot of the field work. I didn't get to experience as much of the classroom sure. uh, portion, but what I did get to experience working with uh, you and Kevin and um, the rest of the uh, academy itself, it was just, I think it was really good at preparing us for the concept of having people who might not necessarily be foremen, but people who can still mentor us and guide us and how we are, are supposed to do these activities and make sure we get the job done properly. And 
in a timely fashion and safely. Awesome. So now that we have our in- introductions out of the way, uh, let's talk about our outline for today. We're going to talk about leadership for our main topic and uh, go on to some shout out submissions. How many shout out submissions do we have, Sebastian? We have three. Three. A little and light on the shout outs. It's this been week. a little light recently, but I think people are, you know, enjoying the time off, enjoying Christmas. So That's it'll, what it it'll get back up there. I think, I think you're right. I think next week we're going to have at least 10. Yes. Yeah. We're going to see that explode exponentially. We've got some uh, new employee owners to, to mention. Yes. Uh, and then one announcement and then, and then we'll close this thing out. Hopefully, uh, hopefully intact with all our parts and pieces. <laughs> Sounds good. So main topic today, leadership. We're going to talk leadership. It's no accident that we have, uh, have these two, two individuals in here to talk leadership today. So let me ask you, uh, Aiden first, what is, what does effective leadership look like out there, uh, in Sergeant land? Well, I think for, Sergeant in particular, you can see it in a lot of different ways, depending on how people choose to take it. Uh, in, in my personal experience, I've seen plenty of people who do perform uh, a lot of leading from the front that you can see where they will be the first people to jump in a hole, start shoveling and just lead by example in that way. Just be right there, elbows deep in it with everyone else. And there are some people who prefer to take a step back and be more of a a guiding force than just a lead by example type of person. They will direct you and make sure you know what you're doing, but ultimately leave like the decision-making and a lot of that choice onto uh, the person performing that action as well. Excellent. I'm glad you pointed out the the way you did, Aiden. Uh, you said different. Leadership looks different for everybody, doesn't it? So that's part of being authentic as a leader, not straying too far from from what your natural sort of tendencies are. And And you mentioned leading by example. I think that's a great way to lead. Um, but it's also important to recognize uh, different people lead differently, right? And it doesn't make it less effective. But no, great, great example. Excellent. And and what about you, Dustin? What is what does leadership look like out there and on the projects? I'd say Aiden really got the gist of it. That's cheap. Yeah, we're not going to get away with that, Dustin. <laughs> All the foremen I've worked with, uh, people that go out of their way to, to help out and show you what to do. So they're investing some of their time and energy uh, helping a new person or or less experienced person kind of learn the, learn the process. And what about a, a quality, Dustin? What about, what's a quality of a, an effective leader that you've seen? The first time, I guess I recognize that Dustin, um, maybe not the first time, but the, the most concrete example I can come up with is when we started laying cobble down there at Back Cove West. And you just naturally kind of gravitated towards that, towards that process and, and instantly kind of took charge, took charge of the item. You know, so for you, it was week three or four. And here you are jumping in and kind of taking charge. To me, that's, that's leadership. You know, that's why you're in the, we didn't bring in here to, to torture you today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you exhibited leadership in that, in that process. So what, what did that, what did that look like? What, how did you show up every day that led to you being a leader in that situation? Every day I'd, I'd be working with different people and some people don't have the, the push to really sit there and do the same thing all day long. I try to keep people on their toes, make sure they're doing what they should be doing all the time. For sure. And that is, that is one of those challenging parts about leadership, right? We have to kind of, by default, we're leading the charge, as you put it, right? We sometimes have to be the cheerleader. We sometimes have to be the motivation. Uh, and you showed a lot of that this summer. So I, I think it's much appreciated. And I know Trent Cullinan, uh, who was closing out that project for us uh, down there, really, really appreciated your, your efforts. That's what landed you in here today. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Aiden? What do you see? What did you see out there for qualities of, of effective leaders? I think it all comes down to communication in a way, whether you can communicate through example or communicate through just 
plainly talking to someone and explaining like what your vision is. But with the different leaders I've seen, whether it be operators, foremen, supers, or other laborers that I've worked with, uh, one thing you see consistently is everyone has a vision and how they want something to happen, but it's how they convey that to you that really changes how you see them as a leader. So when I was at uh, Sappy, every like time before we started a job, I'd have super, I'd have a foreman, I'd have an operator, whoever, and they would just be able to walk me through it, do a dry run of the site and just be like, Hey, this is what we're going to be trying to get done today. It'd be awesome. If we get this much done, we need to, these are, these are the steps we need to take in order to reach this end goal and plainly explaining that and making sure that I, as a laborer can understand that and make sure everyone gets it done, gets it done well. Sure. Setting the tone, right? Yeah. Setting the tone, setting the expectation. Uh, making sure we're heading in the right direction. That's really what it is. It's direction setting a lot of the times, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, whether we're working on a, a cobblestone gutter uh, or working on a, an addition at, at Sappy uh, in some pretty tight conditions, it's, um, it's setting the direction, it's setting the expectation, uh, getting everybody moving. So let me ask the question uh, to both of you, uh, Aiden first, who, who can lead? Who can be a leader? I think, especially in this setting that we have, where no matter what position you're in, you have started at just around the same level. Everyone came in and worked their way up to where they are now. So I believe everyone at this company, at least, can lead. So whether it's by example or by simply stating a new way to do something or a better way to do something, you can just plainly speak and say, hey, I believe the way we can get this done needs to change. And I think it can be more efficient and not being afraid to say that I think is a big part of it. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. Everyone is leading every day. And, and Herb's always said that he's always said, everyone is leading. The question is which direction are they leading? And, and I'm glad you both recognize that. So Dustin, I'm going to ask you a little bit differently. When you were leading down on that project, did you realize you were leading? Not really. I was just doing what I came to work to do. Yeah. In that sense, again, asking you, Dustin, is in that sense, can leadership be easy sometimes? It can be easy and it can also be stressful. Yes, for sure. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. So put a pin in that for two seconds. We'll talk about the stressful part in a second. Coming to work every day, bringing your best self, being consistent, that might be one of the most challenging parts of leadership. Would you, would you agree? Yes. But when you do show up with your best self and, and you do go out there and do uh, what you're here to do, right? Um, people tend to follow. Uh, so that's leadership. That's leadership, whether you recognize it or not. So let's talk about the stress piece of it for a second, uh, since you brought it up. Go ahead and tell us tell us what that looks like out there. The stress part would be you got five or six guys on your crew and you're worrying about everyone doing things and you can't always be, have your eyes on everyone at the same time. So you got kind of got to trust in each other. And do you think with that trust in other people, the stress kind of dies down some? Yeah. Yeah. If you have people, you know, you can rely on consistently. For sure. Probably a little bit less stressful than this right here, huh? <laughs> this is this is pretty stressful. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> this is not what we're used to doing. But uh, but I'm glad you said it that way, Dustin. I think when we care, things can be stressful, right? If we didn't care, I would I would make the argument that it's probably not going to be stressful. But clearly, watching you do cobble down there, and and I know firsthand because I tried my hand at it, and uh, I I just saw the look on your face. You didn't have to say anything. Hmm. Uh, when I got my little section of cobble done, I could just tell uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite up to Dustin Davis standards there. But the stress piece is very real, isn't it? What are some things that we can do? And, and Aiden, you already mentioned one, which is uh, kind of sharing the load. 
But, but Aiden, what's another thing we can do to, to kind of reduce the amount of stress out there from a leadership perspective? I think from a leadership perspective, one of the things you can do to manage the amount of stress you have is um, take it slow. I mean, I know it's something that's said all the time, take five seconds, take it slow. But in all reality, if you manage to do the project to the best of your ability and try to make sure you're doing everything you can right, even if something does go wrong, you can take it slow, address it, solve the problem, and just don't worry about it. I mean, it comes back to a bit of a motto I have. If there's nothing you can do about it, why worry? And if there's something you can do about it, why worry? <laughs> it's, it's one thing I've, I've always tried to live by. There you go. But if you can do something about it, there's no reason to worry about it. I, I love that, Aiden, because, you know, we've always said, don't worry about the things that you can't control, right? There's going to be things. Dustin, tell us some things that were out of your control this summer that might have hampered production uh, on that on that cobble item. Would, would we get a lot of in June? Anybody remember? Oh, we got tons of rain. <laughs> yeah. So was, was laying cobble in the rain fun and easy? Nope. No. Dealing with your stones washing away on you and all your... All your materials getting wet, all your tools. Yeah. So that, that, those were, those cobbles were set in premix, right? Which is, which is sand and concrete. Right. And that stuff can't get wet. Once it gets wet, what happens to it? Rock hard. It sets up, right? And, and I think when we were down there doing it in the rain, we were underneath tents and everything, which was great planning by the leadership down there, by the way, to set us up uh, well. But we were thinking to ourselves, you know, if it was just, you know, 80 degrees and sunny, this would be so much easier. How was 80 degrees and sunny, Dustin? I wouldn't say 80 degrees and sunny was much better better than the rain. Yeah. So it was one of two things down there. It was either raining or it was hot and and sunny and humid. And uh, neither one were very good conditions to be laying cobble in. Um, A very uh, manually laborious task, right? So those are things we can't control, right? We can can get ourselves out of the rain by putting up tents and those can get us out of the sun as well. But at the end of the day, we had to have that done, you know, to get that project closed out that ended up being on the critical path of that project. So, but yeah, pretty, pretty good thoughts on that. All right. So let's get going on shout outs. Who wants to give the first one? Uh, I can give the first one. Excellent. Uh, Blaine Miller, the fourth says that he'd like to shout out Jeff shock and rich Otis for teaching a junior foreman, the ins and outs of cut and fill jobs. Plus how the job is broken down financially. Excellent. Jerry Grindle jr. Like to shout out Preston Cole for stepping into his place in Portsmouth. Jerry says that the Portsmouth job site was a great place for him to get some seat time in the dozer. He also says that he's a keeper. He is a keeper. <laughs> Good one. Uh, last one we got here, Ryan Chapman. Uh, Ryan has a shout out for Tevin Allen. Uh, Ryan and Tevin put in two F-type structures and about 100 feet of type C under drain. Uh, they did it in the cold rain together as a team. It was miserable. Um, but Tevin kept a smile and worked through it. He always keeps morale up and is a great coworker. Couldn't ask for a better sidekick. So out of those three really good shout outs, we have to choose the Newton Grindle Award. And as I uh, had alluded to at the beginning of the episode, we're, we're unsupervised. So yeah. we get to make whatever decision. What, what decision did you guys make that we, uh, we get to Uh-oh. do? I mean, all three of them have worked pretty hard for this award, I believe. <laughs> Very good shout outs, by the way. The the qual the quality was there. The quantity was down. Yeah. The quality was there. They, they are good. For sure. I think I think we'd be doing a, a disservice if we didn't give them all. I like that idea. The Newton Grindle Award.
we might not be invited back to, to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few uh, new employee owners to mention. Uh, in the New England region, we have Brody Halverson, uh, heavy equipment operator, uh, starting down in New Hampshire. And in the Mid-Atlantic, we have a father-son duo. I'd like to see that. We've got uh, Wes Lancaster and Jacob Lancaster. Uh, Wes is a foreman and Jacob is a heavy equipment operator in the Mid-Atlantic. Welcome to the team. One big announcement to make. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, Happy New Year. That's a good one. So as you go write your checks, don't forget to put 2024 on them. (laughs) Very true. You guys know what checks are? I think we read about them in history class once or twice. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Uh, Takeaway for today. Uh, I'm going to summarize our, our our leadership conversation. By the way, I really, really appreciate both of you joining us in here. I know this wasn't uh, at the top of your list of things you wanted to do today, but uh, and we kind of ambushed you with it. But appreciate you coming in and uh, and taking part in the conversation. I guess the takeaway from a leadership perspective, anyone can be a leader. As a matter of fact, we we are all leaders, whether we realize it or not. Uh, we're leading every day and, and we really should be intentional about the direction that we're leading. We can bring our best selves and, and, and lead ourselves as well as lead others. What with, do you think? With that said. Yeah. Let's uh, everybody out there, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, slow down, take five. I think that's a wrap. Let's get at it. Mm-hmm.